Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead, and today, Micah and Alicia have joined me so we can talk about our top five movies we wish we would have seen in movie theaters. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. I'm actually really, really excited about this. Alicia, this was your idea, correct? No, this was Micah's. Oh, this is a Micah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, he had said that you guys were talking about this, and I couldn't remember if he said this was your idea or or his idea. Um, so, Micah, this is a great idea. I'm so excited about it's this. It's rare one. I have a really good idea, so I'm <laughs> glad to be here, and I'm glad that it's my idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is, like, we've been talking about, like, we've been kind of doing a summer of roundtables, right? And, yeah. um, I mean, all summer, Micah and I have kind of been bouncing ideas back and forth, like, what about this? Do you think this would work? This kind of like the five round table of this. Um, and he, when he mentioned this one to me, I was like, that's a really good one. So I agree. I'm excited. I'm stoked. I, I think this is going to be great. So in typical fashion of how we do this for anybody who's never heard one of our round tables before, um, we go in order, uh, just any order of the three of us. And then it continues to go around the table. So if I go first, which is what's going to happen today, and then Alicia and then Micah. Round two will be Alicia, Micah, then myself, and then round three, Micah, myself, then Alicia, and then we'll just continue going that way. Um, Micah, do you want to do you want to let us know what the rules are for this one? Yeah, I mean, we're going to do five. We'll do five movies that you've never seen in the theater. Um, they can be anything from any decade, any genre. Um, we will do five. We'll do one honorable mention before we do the last round. Um, and I think before we start recording, Jordan, you said that uh, we'll start with what, like our best or not best yeah. or pick, our, pick your favorite our number yep. one. Yeah. Our yep, number one, number and then one. Move down, move down the list. And then we'll do an honorable mention before we hit the last and final round. round. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, like I said, I'm going to go first today. So I'm actually really, really excited about this one. And I'm sorry if I choose your guys' picks. Um, <laughs> it's just going to be how it is today. But my number one pick for this is Empire Strikes Back. Hands down, I feel like Empire Strikes Back is um, one of the best Star Wars films. I would have loved to be there when the first line of no I am your father. I feel like that just, just the, like the audible gasp that would come with, with that. And to know that like, like I I have a a boss that I worked for many, many moons ago. Um, His name's Gene and Gene and I talked a lot while we worked on the farm, on his farm. And he said that back in the 1970s, when Star Wars originally came out, it was in theaters for a year and he went every weekend Oh my gosh. He told me straight up, I took girlfriend after girlfriend after girlfriend. <laughs> different ones was the same one. I think it was a couple different girls he took, and then he would go by himself. And he was like, I just, I loved it. It was in the theater for over a year um, in his local, local theater. And he's like, Jordan, VHS wasn't like a massive thing in the, that time frame. Like, you have to understand, like, it was, it was very different. And then when Empire came out, like, it changed the game. Um, and I was like, oh man. And I just, I feel like empire is like one of the Holy grail of movies. We talk about this a lot of how like empire is just this beautiful setup and, and this beautiful execution of a movie. Um, and when we talk about like infinity war, we often reference it as the empire of the MCU. Um, 
we we were talking about um, in an episode we've already recorded for Pirates of the Caribbean too. It's the like set up that Empire style movie um, that helps set up a bigger story. Um, and I just oh man, Empire Strikes Back, just a beautiful film, and I would have loved to see that on the big screen when it came out. I actually watched that just the other day. I watched Empire mm-hmm. and I watched Return of the Jedi, and they just get better every time I watch them. Mm-hmm. I will say that I did get to see that in theater in the '90s when they re-released them. In 1997, yeah, when they did the '97 re-release, yeah, yep. So I got to see all their three of the original trilogy in theaters. I would have died to do that. Oh my gosh! And and I mean, like, don't get me wrong, having a, a beautiful projector system and and uh, speakers and all that, and like having movie night with Ollie and Katie, like I love that. But like being in the theater, there's just something about being at the theater. Um, and I, oh my gosh, yeah, it was Empire Strikes Back. Well, something down. I noticed about like. The Empire Strikes Back. I mean, I notice something every time I watch it. But the other day, specifically, I noticed like for being like the late seventies, early eighties, how advanced were they with with what they were filming? Right, like everything looked very futuristic, and they did just a great job of depicting space and uh, spaceships and you know just characters. Like I was uh, specifically for this this conversation, I, I was watching the part where where Luke is, you know, kind of look, he's in the cloud city. Right. And so like, he's, uh, he's looking for Vader and it's just like, just the scenery of being in space and being on this planet. It's a ship. It's not a planet, but it's a ship kind of thing. And like, it just looks very futuristic and it just did a great job. And like, I don't know how in the world they pulled that off in 19, you know, 79, you know, 80, 81, you know, in the, oh, that yeah. time frame, like, with the advancement of technology that we have today and the cameras that we have today and the, you know, AI and CGI and all these things that we have in today's film industry. No wonder they're so iconic. I mean, the story is right. But the, um, but the fact that they were able to film that and bring that kind of thing to life was just incredible. I'm still stuck on the fact that the movie was in the theater for a year. Like it's, I thought you were going to say you're still it's, stuck on the fact that Darth Vader was Luke's father. No, no, no. I said that. Still can't get past that. It's been 40 years. <laughs> no, I, no. I, I, I agree with Jordan on that. Absolutely. Like to be there before it became like heavily known in pop culture to be, to be well, there. Such an iconic reaction, bad guy. Like I, they, I would have like, can you pause the movie for a second? I need to work through this real quick. <laughs> Give me some time to recover from that little, that huge bomb that get, just got dropped. But like, no, the, the movie in the theater for a year, like we hardly see them stay in for more than a month anymore before they take them off. And then a couple weeks later, they're on a streaming service. The fact that it was in the theater for a year is like mind blowing for me. Oh yeah. A whole year. That's insane. All right, Alicia, your number one pick. My number one pick. I feel like I, I feel like the you know we talked about like the summer of roundtables. Um, it's also the summer of Alicia's odd picks on everything. I feel like because <laughs> my picks on the roundtables have been just so vastly different, which is fine. That's why we all. She's like Jordan. Involved. I don't have to worry about you stealing mine. I'm going off no. the chart. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so my first pick is Willy Wonka, 1971. Ooh. And the things that Mike and I were talking about, I was trying to think, cause there are a lot of movies obviously that are like nostalgic for me. 
I've seen in the theaters. So having that as a limitation for not being able to pick a movie, um, one of the things I we talked about it was what are some what are some movies with like great soundtracks, great film scores, or that have really intense scenes that would benefit from being in a theater? And just I, I love the music of Willy Wonka. I love Gene Wilder. Um, the colors that are in there are just so vibrant. Um, I think it would have been a great movie to see in the theater. And if they re-released it, I'd probably go see it for sure. Micah? Yes? You're laughing. You good? Yeah, I'm great. I was just thinking of something completely different. Um, you making fun of my my choice? No, I think it's a great choice. Willy Wonka. What, what was it that we saw a couple weeks ago? I think it was Blue Beetle. Um, but we saw the trailer for the new Willy Wonka movie that they're Wonka, making. Wonka, yeah, I think it's yeah. called. Um, I, was like, I would would like to go see that one. We were like, man, I just want to go home and watch Willy Wonka after seeing the trailer. Yeah, um, And I'll say, too, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, as much as I love Johnny Depp, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I was not a huge fan of. How are you not a huge fan of? I mean, I love Johnny Depp, but I just, it wasn't, I think t- part of it was because it was, it felt more Tim Burton than Johnny Depp. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's fair. They don't make the greatest combination. No. Um, so Johnny Depp and Amber Heard don't make the greatest combination. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> All right, Mikey, go ahead. Oh man, here we go. Um, so I feel like my list is going to be vastly different. Alicia talked about her list being such an odd you know, odd picks or whatever. Um, but I chose the Patriot with Mel Gibson. It's one of my favorite movies like of all time. And that's a great pick. Part of the reason I picked it is I'm a huge history fan. I love us history. Um, it does a really good job of telling the story of family. It does a really good job of telling the story where our country was during the revolutionary war. It does a great job of telling, um, you know, the independence that we wanted from from England uh, and here in the United States. And I just really enjoy Like, I can watch that movie anytime. Um, Heath Ledger's in it. There's a really good cast. Um, and John Williams uh, did that film score. Uh, it's just a really good war movie. If you guys like war movies, you know, it's like a Saving Private Ryan or um, Pearl Harbor or something like that. That's probably my favorite war movie. So number one pick is Patriot. The solid it's a really film. Good one. I was, was not expecting this round to be as, as big as that one was. That, those well, were all really, really good. Heath picks. Ledger, man. That's one of he. I mean, he gets a lot of credit for a Knight's Tale and for for the Joker, but he did really well in the Patriot too. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm. What year was the Patriot? Two thousand. Twenty years right ago. at the turn of the century. Oh. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Jordan, you could have just done that. Just done all three original Star Wars movies. I could for, for three of your five <laughs> picks. Who's to say they're not all on there? Well, here mm. we go. We got to get into another round. All right, round two. Alicia, you get to start this one. Okay, I'm going to go with a, you know, I, I, I have to say that I'm not just saying this because it was the year I was born, but 1985 was a great, a great year for movies. 
Um, and John Hughes films in general during the 80s were... I was going to say the 80s in general were a great fair. time of film. But 1985 in particular, there's a lot of heavy hitters in 85. Um, John Williams, or not John Williams, John Hughes films during that time were just, I mean, they're still iconic. Um, I repeatedly watch a lot of hit, a lot of the films that he made in that era. era but I'm going to go with The Breakfast Club. Just because it's so Ooh, good. I love yeah, it. I love that, the story. It is one of those movies that if it's on, I will watch it. I have it on DVD or Blu-ray. It's on streaming services. But if it's on TV, I will stop and watch it. Although I will say that it it does lose something. I remember watching it as a kid. But you watch it on TV and you get it like the edited version. And then the first time you see on a Blu-ray or a streaming service and you're like, oh my gosh, I did not realize the language that was in this movie. But it's just such a good movie. The the music that's in it, the characters, um, it's such a good mix. Probably one of my favorites. Speaking of TV edits, I find those to be hysterical. I was at church mm-hmm. one time while I was in Ohio. There was this lady who knew I love superheroes. They knew um, that I'm a big movie person. And they walked up to me and said, hey, are you aware that there's this really awesome film? And I was like, okay, that doesn't help me a whole lot, but okay. And they said, (laughs) it's called The King something or another. And I said, The Kingsman? And they're like, yeah. And I said, Kingsman Secret Service. She's like, yeah, it's phenomenal. And I'm like, where did you watch this? (laughs) She's like, it was on TV. I loved it this movie is like laced with profanity and like sexual innuendos (laughs) and a lot of vulgar, like it's rated like a hard R. Um, And she's like, no, there's no cursing, like, like mad cursing or or, or anything inappropriate. And I was like, um, I have that movie. I know what's on that. Like, 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 no, it's, it's really not, not okay. Like, like what you what you're thinking and she's like no i watched it on tv i was like oh you watched the tv edit yeah and i'm like even star wars like on spike they kept throwing around different versions for like my childhood i'd i'd watch like star wars episode four and it may be different every couple of years like they would just throw out a different version i'm like who knows what's on there there's a, a another movie i think it was either 85 or 86 adventures and babysitting and oh, there's yeah. only it, two f words in the entire and it's they're back to back but i can remember even as an adult i bought i saw it in the five dollar bin at like target or something so i bought it i got home i watched it and i called my mom and i was like did you know that this like i because i'd never seen the unedited version she's like no i had no idea because we only ever watched it on tv I feel the same way about the the uh, the Breakfast Club, Alicia. Like when I was a kid, I I loved catching that movie on TBS or TNT or whatever mm-hmm. it was, and I was like, man, I was just enamored with that movie as a little kid. And when I, the first time that I ever watched it, I think I was in high school, maybe without the the edited versions, mm-hmm. and you're hearing all these f words, and you're hearing all these prof- you know these innuendos or whatever, right? Um, Solid pick, solid movie. Alicia and I, yeah. Jordan, we always watch that movie. Like if it's Friday night, we can't find something to watch. We'll throw Breakfast Club on for sure. That's a good one. A great, great pick. And honestly, that's not one that I even like. Will throw in the background if I'm if it's on, I'm watching it. Yes, I'm not you have to watch it. It's not a background movie. I am undivided attention watching that movie. My dad was that way with uh, with any of the Rocky movies or Rambo. 
He's like any anytime <laughs> Sylvester Stallone showed up, like, he, and, and he especially it. was that way with Shooter. Oh my gosh, Shooter um, would would pop on. I think that is that Matt Damon. Um, it's like I'm a. Sure. Oh my gosh, it's it's phenomenal. It's like a like an enemy against the state kind of film, and oh my gosh, it was great. Um, but my it's dad like, would literally just drop whatever he's doing and like just sit and watch the movie every time that one of those came on. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. My brother Damon and Wahlberg mixed up. My brother Lonnie like will watch movies like that and he'll just run them into the ground and he'll watch them until he's like, we talk about Ollie watching like cartoons until they're just, it's not funny anymore. Um, it, yeah. We're currently on elemental, the new Disney Pixar. Okay. He watched but it. Lonnie, my grown brother, my grown adult <laughs> brother will do that. He'll watch movies. Like he called me last weekend and he was watching ice age. One of the ice age movies. He's probably seen that movie 2000 times. That's great. All right, Micah, your number two pick. All right. Uh, I want to go see this movie simply because of the soundtrack. I mean, obviously the story, but 1990. Can you guess the movie? Well, you said 1990. I thought you were going to say Tarzan because Phil Collins wrote that music. No, we talked about that in another episode. You said the soundtrack. Not the sound. Well, just the music in general in the movie. Oh. Teenage Newton Ninja Turtles. Hmm. I would not have guessed that. My list is all over the place because there are certain movies that I remember as a kid that I didn't get to see in the theaters. So TMNT, the original, I love the series in the 80s and the 90s, the cartoon series, but love that first movie and would have loved to see that original um, in the movie theaters for, for multiple reasons. I love the music. I love the story that's told in it. Um, the shred dude, um, Michelangelo, the pizza, the whole, the whole nine yards, like, and like Alicia and I, um, and Jordan, you probably realize this too, watching some older, you know, movies, series, whatever friends, especially, uh, anything that's filmed in New York city, you see the world trade center. And tragically we lost those in, in 2001 after 9 11 oh, yeah. happened. And like, it's so weird. Like the first like 15 seconds of the TMNT movie, you know, they're doing a wide shot of New York city and guess what's in the background world trade center. Um, yeah. It's just so weird to see those and uh, anything these days. It's very odd. Cause I was, you know uh, if you were alive during that, like any of us can kind of, you know, tell what we were doing. I was in freshman algebra, you know, second period high school uh <laughs> we just yeah it was crazy and alicia was alicia's dad's in the air force and uh she was on the base lived on base at the time that yeah, was fun that was <laughs> trying to get home that was always fun so anyway mm -hmm. um tmnt i love that uh that movie and i thought it was really cool to see that in theater that's a fun pick i like it that is a good pick. I think I've seen that movie maybe a handful of times, but that that's still a really good pick. Okay. My number two, The Fast and the Furious. The original. The original. I am a huge Fast and Furious fan. Um, I I love the the cars. Um, I actually just got a series. Um, it's a documentary series um called uh Icons Unearthed. And it each season they choose a franchise. So like they've done Marvel, they've done the Simpsons, they've done star Wars, they did fast and furious. And when they talked about fast and furious, they talked about all the different movies, I think up until like number nine or which it was, it was like eight or nine is when they, they stopped where they were at. 
Um, I think they didn't want to spoil uh, the 10th movie. Um, but but just like the way it went from a very cheesy, like late 90s, early 2000, like, hey, we're stealing DVD players um, to that whole franchise and to, hey, we're saving the world time and time and time again and all these different things. I just, I love the way that it's it's told. I love the storytelling. I love the world building. Um, and it all starts with that first one. And I wish I would have been able to see that one. Um, just that, oh my gosh, just the music had to have been bumping out of those speakers. Um, the, like just how loud that kind of music is and, and the way they did it. I, yeah, the, the Fast and the Furious, the very first one from 2001, um, definitely hits my list. That's a good one. I'm, I, you know, over time, Mike and I've watched the Fast and Furious movies and it feels like it is like almost the same thing over and over again once you get to a certain point, but they are really good. I mean, they, they have good content. It talks about family a lot and, and you see how important family is really to people. Um, but I agree too. Like Salute the sound me familiar. Here. <laughs> when it comes to like the cars and stuff like that, that would be good, really good in surround sound. Oh yeah. Well, and, and the first one, like, I feel like as time has progressed, the cars clearly have to evolve um, because like Mm -hmm. the car industry does change quite a bit. Every year you see different models, you see, I mean, all kinds of different changes. And I think that just the time period piece of 2001, like to see the street racing um, because one of my, my favorite movies is fast five, which I got to see in the theater um, 2011. And I just, I loved that one. Um, and I love when they steal the cop cars and they do the 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 quarter mile um, in the in the cop cars. Like it's one of my favorite scenes in the entire franchise. Um, and and then in the same film where they take a, a safe out in Brazil and they like wreck havoc in Rio. Um, but but I just I love the idea of the cars being as well as they are. So I think yeah. the fifth one's my favorite one. Out of all of them. Oh yeah, hands down. Five is five is phenomenal. Partially because the rock's in it, and that was like the first introduction, I think, of the rock and the Dwayne the Rock Johnson and, and those in that franchise. Um I also really like Too Fast Too Furious. Of the earlier ones, I really oh, like Too yeah. Fast Too Furious. That's one of my favorite ones. I would argue that one, two, and five are the absolute best in the series. Um Seven seven was a great send off, and I wish they could have ended it there. Ten was really good. The um, year the year was twenty forty seven, and we're on Fast and Furious thirty two. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. That's, that's In the year twenty twenty two, we're on Fast and Furious thirty two. <laughs> Fast and Furious, the rocking years. <laughs> we're just in rock. We're just in rocking chairs. But seriously, though, like this this film, um, what was really cool about it is that it's actually based off a a true story. Um, the the this guy up in New York had written an article about uh, Racer X, and and he he tells this story, and that's where this this whole franchise started was based off a true story. Um, it's loosely based, especially the further down Inspired you get. By. Yeah. But um, it was the the first one was was loosely based off a true story. Um, it was it was very deeply inspired by a guy who was who was racing cars up in New York. Interesting. Yeah. So, which I, I think is really really cool. All right, so that should take us out of round two. Going into round three, Micah, go ahead and give us your pick. 
We're in round three. Mm-hmm. Round three. We're there. Um, Back to the Future. Oh, that's the, a good one. The original. 1985. I know we just recently did a run with the Back to the Future movies on Nerd Talk, but um, that was before I was born. And uh, would love to have seen and hear, you know, Alan Sylvester did that film score, um, see that story on the big screen. I think that would have been absolutely incredible. And if I didn't see the other two, I would do it. it If they, if they did a re-release, I would totally go. Oh yeah, totally. So I want to buy a movie theater when when nerd talk gets so big that we have to sell it because some conglomerate wants it. I'm going to buy a movie theater and just put my favorite movies in. That'll be one of them. Good one. That's a great pick. Mm-hmm. All right, my number three. I'm going to go with Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's I just good. feel like that, it, again, it, it's a 1980s film. It's one of those that, because I wasn't born until uh, mid-90s, and, um, you know, I, I missed out on being able to to see a lot of things. I mean, I grew up in the superhero era. Um, but there was the eighties had just a very unique type of film industry that just, they had some great films. Um, and I, I grew up with Indiana Jones, my dad, anytime it was on TV or anytime that, uh, he rented it or whatever, um, we would, he'd sit down and we'd, we'd watch it together and it was great. Um, he, he helped inspire my love of film. And, um, I think that Raiders just is such a glorious storytelling um, and yeah. I don't care what Big Bang Theory says. He is important to the story. I recently watched the episode where they were talking about how, well, he doesn't actually do anything to the story. Yes, he does. <laughs> don't lock it to me. Um, but no, I just, I, I think it was a great film. I, 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 the more that they push out, I wish they would kind of just be like, hey, let's restart with a newer actor. Just because... Harrison Ford is like ancient and I don't need him running around and then breaking himself. Breaking bones. Um, yeah. And, and I think that there's, there are younger people who could easily hold that mantle. Um, especially in today's world. I think a few years ago you could have had Chris Pratt take it. I don't know that I would have Chris Pratt do it anymore. Um, but based off his, his star Lord and, and Jurassic world um, appearances, like he just would have been amazing. Um, and I think Disney could easily do like, mini series like each season just doing a, a, a different hey we're doing the dial of destiny this season hey we're doing um raiders of the lost ark like what whatever your item is each season um you could have like a three to five episodes um and and really do something cool with it um i don't know that's just my opinion but definitely raiders of the lost ark i think would have been amazing to see the guy's face get sucked off um <laughs> into the on the big screen or um even just seeing Egypt and seeing some of the different like locations that he runs around. I'm like, Oh, that'd have been sweet on the big screen. Yeah. I won't agree with the face sucking off thing, but I'll agree with the scenery and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. The guy's face melted. It was pretty cool. Cool is the word I would use, but I mean, you, you use, oh, sorry. It was, it was hot. <laughs> 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 All right, Alicia, what was what is your number number three? Okay, so I'm going back a little bit on this one, um, and I think like I don't think I said this. 
all of these movies were either released the year I was born or before I was born. I don't think I picked anything after that I would have been at any age to to see a film in the theater. Um, but I'm going to go with a 1952 musical, Singing in the Rain. Ooh, that's I good. love Singing in the Rain. I so many things. It's one of those that I always throw on, and I sing along with it the whole time. Um, it's just again the visuals, like it's and it's such a neat story too. Talking about the whole movie industry before they went from they didn't talk at all and you had to read everything on the screen to the talking films where they had to lay the tracks and kind of weave that all together. I think it's just such a neat story, but the music, um, the dancing, the singing, all really good. The solid, solid pick. I think that's a solid round. Yeah. I think they've all been solid rounds. Yeah. We, because we don't pick duds. Why would you want to go see a dud in a movie theater? That's what I'm saying. Okay. We're in round four. It's back to me. I don't know that you guys will agree with this one, but I'm going to go with a 007 film. And the 007 film that I'm choosing is Skyfall. Hands down one of my favorite James Bond films. Uh, That is actually the one that got me into James Bond. Um, It was Daniel Craig's third film. He had done Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace. Skyfall came out. I saw it while I was in college. Um, Right in that time frame, my my buddy, uh, Caleb, and I, we we were rooming together the 14 into 15, something like that. We we sat down and watched it. Um, I really enjoyed it. And then 2015 is when Spectre came out. And we went and saw that one at State Youth Convention that fall. And so... um, I was, I was really excited. We, we sat back and we talked about, Hey, you know, there's so many more films. And I was like, how, like, I know James Bond is big, but how big? Yeah. No time to die was the 25th James Bond film. Um, big, big franchise, but, but Skyfall, there's just some really, really cool scenes in there. And having seen Spectre, um, and I, I think I waited for no time to die, um, to hit, cause it, it I don't even, that was 21. Um, I don't know if it had a, long theatrical release um but i went ahead and got that one i'm a big james bond fan i love love the spy work um it's kind of why i like movie or tv shows like uh secret invasion um it felt kind of james bondy in certain areas um and i just i love the spy thriller i love that kind of stuff and skyfall just oh my gosh to see to see him get his bond girl get in the car blow stuff up like Oh my gosh, it's just, it's great. And then the very end, he has this this really cool scene. Have you guys seen the film? Okay. Um, at the very end, he, instead of like having like this moment on the person's, t- typically when in James Bond films, like he goes to their layer. This was uh, one of the few films, if not the only film, where he brought them to his stomping grounds. Like it was his childhood home. And like he he had the villain come to him and he like shoots everything up, takes everything out, like hides under things. Like it was it was really cool the way he, he took the, the bad guys out. And I was like, oh, this is sweet. Um, and they just it was it was a great film. So question from a person who has never seen a James Bond film, mm-hmm. 007. 
what would you recommend as a starting point? So like, if I were to say, Hey, Michael, let's sit down and watch. What is that? You don't even have to tell me like an order, but what is the first movie that you would start with? Um, so, so here's the thing. Apparently it's James Bond is a title and it's been running since 1962. So Mm -hmm. each guy, so Sean Connery, um, Roger Moore, um, Daniel Craig, like, I mean, all these guys who've, who've held the mantle at one point or another out of these 25 films, if you're going to start somewhere, pick one bond. And I personally would throw you at Daniel Craig. Um, it's five movies. Um, it just gives you like, Hey, this is Daniel Craig's specific story. Cause like, I don't know that every single film has always been interconnected. I mean, older films were kind of like, Hey, we're doing a film and then you're done. Um, mm-hmm. where Daniel Craig films specifically, went casino royale quantum of solace skyfall specter no time to die and you just see elements from the first one in the fifth one the second one in the fourth one the the third mm-hmm. one in the uh some of the the elements from the first and the third and, and then they both show up in the fourth and the fifth like there it's just very well done and you see characters all over it um i would i would throw you at casino royale if i was gonna be honest um understand that some of them are very slow um, and if you're going to give it a shot, like you have to power through some of that, um, because <laughs> Casino Royale is, is literally a poker game. Um, he literally is like at a casino trying to do spy work, but he's playing a poker game most of the game or, or for quite a bit of the time. Um, I've only seen a couple of them. I know that my grandfather, my late grandfather loved them. Um, but yeah. that was, you know, he passed away in 2016. So like early earlier iterations of that he liked that but um yeah i'm not i'm not in a rush to go see them or anything like that now and i don't know the last one i don't know the last one that i saw to be honest with you i started re-watching old ones because i've seen them like here and there um i got through dr no from russia with love and goldfinger a few years ago mm-hmm. um and then i've seen all of the daniel craigs i've seen uh I've seen like Golden Eye and License to Kill. Um, I think it was Moonraker. Um, there's there's a few others here and there. Uh, Diamonds Are Forever. I think I saw that one. Thunderball. I've definitely seen that. Um, but yeah, there's there's some really cool elements that if you if you watch, like they'll they'll kind of sh- reappear here and there. But the the movies, they're just they're good. Um, they're very. Uh, very old school on the old ones. <laughs> like women really weren't as involved as they are on the newer ones. Um, like the newer ones you get to see like, Hey, the bond girl is not just there for good looks. Um, she really does play a much bigger role. Um, sometimes the bond girls are ones that are like shooting things up or spoiler alert, um, become the mother of, a, of, of bond's child. Um, things like that. Like, like there's, there's really these cool, storytelling that the later films have um but the first ones like uh if i'm not mistaken i think goldfinger was uh where they go to the united or yeah they they raid fort knox <laughs> so like some of it some of it just doesn't entirely make sense but some of them are really really cool um and so like the fact that they're raiding fort knox like he comes and hops the pond and has to come and do an american film like that's funny so it's, it's just it's different um but yeah i i very much encourage uh you guys to check out bond uh the spy it, it is slower and i i'm gonna double check the time but skyfall 
was a two hour and 23 minute movie where No Time to Die was two hours and 43 minutes. So they're a little bit on the longer side, um, mm-hmm. the the newer ones, but like the older ones, um, especially like Goldfinger, um, was an hour and 50 minutes. So like the newer ones have a lot more storytelling that they do. Um, and it, it just takes a little bit longer, but the older ones, they, they pretty straight to the point. Um, but they're, they're great films. Okay. Good pick. All right. Who's okay, next? next? Alicia. Me. Okay. I didn't have this on my original list. And then. But wait, did you just add it like now? Yes. Okay. Um, because I didn't think about it, and then as soon as I thought about it, I was like, "Okay, something's getting knocked off because I'm not, I'm not leaving this movie out." Another 1985. The Goonies. Ooh. Hey, you guys! I know. So good. And and what's funny is like you know we've been recently re-exploring the pirates films. And I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Just because, you know, there's pirates in it. Um, but it's such a good one. Right, it's really? another one. Yeah, it's another one that I will sit down and just watch. It's I've, such a good movie. Such a good movie. And we see it. And what made me think of it was you started talking about Indiana Jones. And I started thinking about Short Round, who Data. And... I was like, I have to have Isn't to. Isn't he going to be in Loki I, season I was, two? He's he. He was at a recent award show, I feel like. And I think he was in the was he in the new Indiana Jones? We didn't see it yet. But I feel like he's he's done like a recent resurgence. Um, let me look real quick. I was going to say, I think he was. I think he's in. Uh, and I might have a different actor. Um, yeah, I think no, he's you're, right. Be in- you're right. He's going to be in season two of Loki. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's a good one. I love me some Goonies. There you Goonies guys. never say die. That's awesome. Love it. Micah, I think you're next. I I am. Uh, I'm just fighting with a cat. That's fine. Um for our nerd talk listeners, we have three cats we love dearly, but one is is kind of special. Saucier than others, and he's in the middle of a door frame right now. So I was trying to play. There's a little bit of a delay because you're. I know you're in another room in our house, and sometimes it carries over. So anyway, my number four pick, uh, Jordan, you mentioned earlier going to see Empire Strikes Back. When I was um, in high school, or I'm sorry, when I had just graduated high school, I think I've mentioned this a time or two on our podcast and the history of our podcast. But um, the year that I graduated high school was when Revenge of the Sith came out, Star Wars Episode Three. Um, my whole family comes to my graduation party, and about an hour into my graduation party, my uncles are like, hey, who wants to go see Revenge of the Sith? And so, like, everybody in my Not family, you. like, raises their hands. They're like, I'll go. I'm sick of sitting here at Micah's graduation party from high school. So, um a bunch of them just go and just bail on my graduation party just and they go bail. see oh, they man. go see Revenge of the Sith and without you without me and so I didn't get to go see it a because it was the day of my graduation party not that I couldn't go see it another day but I just never got around to seeing it because that 
there that was a season of my life where you know things were crazy graduate high school getting ready to go to college my family was getting ready to move my dad had just took another passport somewhere uh, there was a lot of transition in my life so that summer i didn't get a chance to see revenge of the sith and so um out of the three prequels that's probably the one i would want to see the most and so i didn't get a chance to to see that because my family bailed um when i was having my high school graduation party they just we're like, yep, we're going to go see it without you. And I'm like, you guys are a bunch of jerks. Like, why? Did you, did you lay on the ground and say, I need you? Did you yell at him? <laughs> well, not knowing what had happened at that point, because I had never <laughs> seen the movie. Um, Could you do that now? Could you uh, just lay on the ground and just yell at Maybe I'll make a TikTok video them. and send it to all my family members. And, because because you know my legs got cut off i did feel like anakin i felt like my legs got cut off from underneath me uh for not getting to go see uh revenge of the sith with all my family uh so yeah um i actually got to see all three of the prequels in the theater i want to say i saw one and two but i didn't see three obviously as i just said so that's my number four and i'm sticking to it all right (laughs) Jordan, are you got to, are you up? Or is, are you the last one? On nope. Four? We are we are on honorable mentions. Before I'm we sorry, hit you did the round. you did the golden or the the double seven movie. I'm so sorry. I did. Yep. So, Alicia, start us off with an honorable mention. 1964. Wait, wait, wait! Time out. Let me let me see if I've got this. Uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Actually, not a huge fan of that movie. I know it's supposed to be like super iconic and on like the top hundred films that are the best, but I'm not a huge fan. No, we I mean, they're on the roof in high school is one of the musicals. I would consider this, this a musical if that helps. Okay. Uh, you said singing in the rain, right? Yeah. I already, already that's that. 1952. Yeah. Okay. You said 1964. Mm-hmm. Mary Poppins. Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins. Yeah. Mary Poppins. I love Julie Andrews. I love, um, I don't know. She just, she's just lovely. Um, I've never seen anything that I didn't like her in. Um, she just like, I would be her friend. I would love to be (laughs) Julie Andrews friend. Never going to happen unless she listens, you know, Hey Julie, let's talk. Um, She's just Listen, she's, if she's listening to nerd talk. We got <laughs> we got bigger fish to fry. We need her on this show. Hey, we can start with me having a conversation with her. No, she's just she's just lovely. Um, Dick Van Dyke. I love Dick Van Dyke. I think when I realized that he was the old man banker, I it was one of those I had to stop what I'm doing and really think about how well they did that. Um, Wait, time out. What? Yeah. So, you know, the old man in the bank that is on crutches and oh, yeah. at the very, that's Dick Van Dyke. Huh? So if you watch okay. the end of it, if you watch the end of it, they kind of, they, they listed him as a different person, but what they did is they took Dick Van Dyke and they rearranged the letters. Gotcha. But it's it so seeing that I mean, there's so many iconic things in that movie that are referenced in other movies still. Um, I mean, they're even they made a sequel almost what sixty years later. Yeah, yep. So I mean, everything about the movie is just iconic. And if I had to pick a Julie Andrews film, it would be 
it would be Mary Poppins for sure. No way. Princess Diaries. I mean, I love him. I, I <laughs> saw all of those in the theater and I am unabashedly say that. Um, cause for my generation, that was a great chick flick. Um, but no, definitely Mary Poppins. Listen for my generation. That was a great chick flick. <laughs> Fair. Micah, honorable mention. So, uh, I don't remember what episode it was, Jordan, that we recorded, uh, where I mentioned this, but you think you asked me about like where um, we kind of picked up the MCU within oh yeah, uh, respect to like what movies we saw. Like we've obviously seen them all now, but like in respect to like when we really got in, you when know, you interested. saw them in the theater, so, like, when you got invested. You know, I'd, I had mentioned seeing like Iron Man and I saw um, Thor and I saw the Avengers. Um, but then Alicia and I really didn't pick it up until probably with Winter Soldier and then beyond that. Right. So um, it wouldn't be a nerd talk episode without this, but Avengers Age of Ultron, because it's the only Avengers movies I never, movie I never saw in theaters. Ooh. That's fair. So, so not only did you, you add a superhero film into this, because I don't think we've actually had a superhero film named yet, yep. but you also got to throw Age of Ultron into the episode. Or our like, infamous plug. That was, that was a good one. I'm proud of that. Algorithms, if you're li- uh, listening to us, uh, bump our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. No, that's that's a good one. I I mm-hmm. was in college when that one came out, and I remember going with a group of guys, and we just we all were like, "This was really good." I don't think I saw opening night, but I remember seeing it like opening weekend. Um, and the, I also yeah, remember oh Alicia gosh. like buying it for me for like Christmas or for my birthday or something. We were first married that year um and i remember like watching the first 20 minutes of it i'm like what is this like i just was not happy with it because it was so vastly different from the first one um yeah you know they were fighting at the beginning but then like you see elizabeth olsen and you know the twins and it's like it's very different they're they're trying to add characters to the to the avengers story however the wanda that we see in age of ultron is vastly different from what we that's that's our word today vastly vastly different from what we see here in like a multiverse of madness or wandavision like it's a completely different character so oh yeah um the evolution of of some of those characters is is really cool and um but yeah i didn't get a chance to see well alicia or i neither one of us got to see uh age of ultron in theaters we saw i saw the original I saw Infinity War and I saw Endgame, obviously. Um, and what an experience for all three of those. But I didn't get to see Age of Ultron. So. Okay. My honorable mention is Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Huh. I love the Planet of the Apes films. I am so excited. They're, they're you love all films. Out next year. <laughs> no, no I've, I've just got certain favorites that I'm just like, man, I will. Listen, I'm not a, not a huge dc guy right now in their film industry they've been sucking that up blue beetle was good blue Mm -hmm. beetle was good yeah blue beetle was really good um but but back to rise of the planet of the apes you know uh that was the first planet of the apes film since 2001 um it was a 10 years 10 year gap um and and planet of the apes was kind of big back in the 60s 70s 80s um there was there were quite a few films over that time frame and um the the original one is just so iconic to film industry and to see how much we've grown because of that, like that, I would argue that is one of the the few films in American history that just really helped build Hollywood. 
um, really helped build the sci-fi um, genre. And it, it, it dived in a little bit into space and it dived into a little bit of um, just the mythical side. And, and they did a, they did a lot of really cool things with it. And to kind of reinvent the wheel without fully reinventing it and just saying, hey, this is more like a prequel. Um, but eventually we will get to retelling that story. But we're going to kind of show you how we got to the Planet of the Apes because it it's just a futuristic thing. It's time travel. I really, really enjoyed that first film. And then when they did the second one and then the third one, I was actually working at uh, a drive-in when the third one came out. So I saw that one quite a bit um, that summer. But I just, I'm like, man, Rise of the Planet of the Apes would have been a fun one to see from the, from the, the screen to the viewing point just to see like all the, the different uh, orangutans and the apes and all the, the chimpanzees, all of them breaking out of their cages and like storming, I think it was San, San Francisco. Um, it's out in California, wherever they were. But I'm like, man, that would have been a really cool thing to see on the big screen and to kind of just hear all the sounds and like just to be immersed in that moment. You know how we joke about like our phones hearing us? Right. And algorithms and Alicia and I talk all the time and like, Hey, did you see this video? No, uh, wait, we saw that video and we talk about it and then we see it 10 seconds later. One of my yep. picks for this round table was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and something that came up on my phone. It's a page I've never followed before. It's called nostalgic universe. And it's a picture of Donatello and Michelangelo. And it says pizza dudes got 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How crazy is that? How creepy is that? I, I think that I've seen which one, which movie did you just say, Jordan? Rise of the Planet. Rise of the Planet. Yeah. I feel like was Mark Wahlberg in one of those movies. He was in Planet of the Apes of two thousand and one. Okay, I've seen that one, but I've never seen any other Planet of the Apes movies. So, so original Planet of the Apes back in nineteen sixty two, sixty seven, nineteen sixties. Um, they did really, really well with telling the story, and at the very there, I think it's at the end. He like walks this desert and you see the Statue of Liberty. Like mm-hmm. you, you come to realize that something happened where cause he's an astronaut, I believe is what it was. He he flies into space, but then he gets like sucked through a wormhole or something. And mm-hmm. then he ends up back on Earth in the in the far, far future where humans have very little intelligence and they're enslaved by the intelligent apes who can talk, who can, and so like, like he's super intelligent because he's from like our modern day kind of feel. Mm -hmm. And so like he goes in and these apes are like, we want to study you. And he's like, okay, like you can talk with me. You can't poke and prod me. And then like the, the, the governing apes are like, no, we're going to kill him. Um, And so like, they have to like hide him. And then like, he has to, he kind of helps like get all the humans out of there. And it's, it's some really cool storytelling. I've seen it a couple of times, but the idea of, how did we get to the planet of the apes? Like, I think that was such a cool idea. And there's in rise, um, there's this moment where Caesar, um, which is Andy circus's uh, monkey. He, he, he's the, he does all the motion capture for it. Caesar, uh, like uses the gas that they used on him to help him gain his intelligence. He like busts open a couple of canisters and like rolls them down the hallway. And then you just start hearing the unclicking of doors and like the unhinging, <laughs> like the 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 doors are unhinging, and like these apes are just getting out. And I'm like, oh, hmm. like it was just, it was a really, really spectacular thing to see. Yeah. So, really cool. All right, we are on our last round, Micah. Your last pick. What's it gonna be? 
Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago we did a uh, Disney celebrates 100th anniversary, and we just kind of talked through Disney and celebrating their 100 years of existence, and um, we talked through the different phases of like Disney and Pixar and Marvel and Star Wars and so on and so forth, um, and we shared a lot in the Disney section about like movies that we loved growing up, and so I remember being a kid and going to the theater and not getting to see everything, but like, you know, I got to see Aladdin and I got to see Beauty and the Beast and I got to see, um, I wish the Lion I King. That would have been fun. Do what? Aladdin. I love Aladdin. Yeah. So I got to see Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, uh, you know, several of the titles that we, we know in the nineties, but there was one I didn't get to see and it was Toy Story. And so Toy Story is my pick. And uh, did you we, see it this summer when they re-released it in the theaters? No, there. You had mentioned that in that episode, Jordan. But like, we've looked and like, there's not a lot of theaters in this area playing some of those throwbacks. Oh, I don't the, know the throwback Disney. I don't know why. I, I you know, but like when we went, I think when we went and saw Blue Beetle, there wasn't that many. Th- like, I, if there were five movies playing at that theater that we went to, then you know we would have been lucky. But I. And I couldn't tell you the other movies that were actually playing when we went and saw Blue Beetle because of um, I just don't know the titles because they're not superhero, not Disney, not yeah. uh, DC or anything like that. So like, um, yeah, Toy Story. We talked about how uh, it just had a stellar cast. It had a stellar story. Um, and funny enough, as soon as I uh, we finished recording that episode a while back, um, <laughs> I went in. And I was like cleaning our room and bathroom and things like that. So I threw Toy Story on. I was like, oh, this is so good. Even now, uh, all this time later. So I told you my list was going to be crazy, but Toy Story was my. Was uh, that pick. when we FaceTimed you and Ollie, you were like, Ollie, what show is this? Oh, and yeah. Toy Story. Yeah. You FaceTimed me and I was like, Ollie, what is that? And he's like, Toy Story. I was like, <laughs> well, at least there's hope for the future. He got a little <laughs> excited about it, too. Like, I feel like you're downplaying that. Like, he, he was excited. He was like, oh, Woody, Buzz. He, He's probably surprised that I would watch it and thing like that. <laughs> it was probably because it was a big screen on a small, on a small phone. Like yeah. if that makes sense, like you're watching a TV, but you were showing us and it was on a small, like it was even smaller than what he was normally watching it on. I'm also determined to watch three and four. I've never seen three and four. <laughs> three, three will make you cry. That's I'm what Alicia you told right me. Well. Three, yep. three will make you cry. Be prepared. Well, maybe that's why yeah. I haven't watched them yet. <laughs> so all right my last pick jurassic park i would have loved to see jurassic park well you should tell me that wasn't your last pick no i've (laughs) seen jurassic theater oh that's right you did sorry i did when they did a re-release a couple years ago 3d i went and saw it with a friend of mine yeah katie and i had seen jurassic world um, and then we saw the second one together and we didn't go see Dominion. No, no, no. I saw Dominion. She didn't. Um, she was kind of like, Hey, you're taking the intern. Um, cause we were in Ohio when it came out and she's like, you're going to take your intern, Jared. Um, and like, no big deal. Like I, I really don't want to go out tonight. And I was like, okay. And so she stayed with her parents and, and so me and Jared went and saw Dominion. Um, and it was, it was really good, but like, they don't stack up against the original, like that original yeah. movie. Just oh, I think Dominion's like, the just, only one that I actually saw in theaters. Really, of all of them, I 
Dominion was the only one that I saw. Like I've seen all the other I, movies at home or wherever, right? But I had never seen Dominion. Or I'm sorry, the other five, if you want to call it that. And so Jurassic Park came out in 93? Three. Okay. And then I was born not long later. And then the Lost Jurassic, World. the Lost World was 97, 99, so. somewhere in there, late 90s. And then 2003, three. I think, is when the third one came out. They found. I was going to say they found, they found Jeff Goldblum <laughs> for the third one. 93, 97, and 2001 were the first three. Okay. So I remember my dad renting The Lost World. Um, and I got scared of the Velociraptors. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> this, was, this was when I was probably like five or six years old. And I just, I remember, oh, I remember that. Like that was, Listen, we wouldn't solve Dominion me. and I, I have a thing for bugs. And, and when they, <laughs> I'm a grown adult and the bugs are like, no, let's not, let's not do the bugs. <laughs> I don't know if you're yeah. in a theater and you you're not a bug person like and hearing the swarm of the Dominion bugs like that probably did get you. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, honestly, so I and I I could probably go back and figure out what year it was. It was before Micah and I met um, that I saw Jurassic Park when they re-released it into the 3D. Um, I'm so glad that I did it. Honestly, it's it's a really good one, especially when they're sitting in the vehicles. It's raining and you start hearing the thump. Of the oh, T-Rex, yeah. like such a cool, such a cool thing to experience. Yeah. I'm like the base alone on that just would be. Yeah. Oh. Yep. So. Yep. All right. Alicia, you have the floor. The last pick. Sure. hope I don't let anybody down. Worst. Um, <laughs> no, not forced. <laughs> Although I, I will say we were talking about um, this is complete side tangent. Um, we've been talking about Forrest Gump a lot lately because I just finished listening to the audiobook. Um, and the, I will say that there's, I mean, obviously you always lose a lot between a book and a movie, but there are so many really funny things, really funny parts in the, in the book. I was literally laughing out loud for the majority of the book. So, so funny. Well, there's, there was this thing cause, uh, oh, what's uh, Tom Hanks. There's mm -hmm. a moment where he meets him at the red carpet, right? Mm -hmm. like in the book but they decided i was like man you guys should have definitely done that as a like like you parent trap it like have, have two yeah like side by side like that would have been really cool yeah but they did but no that was not that was a good guess micah but it was not my pick um this is a 1939 oh i was gonna say hocus pocus that was my guess no no i mean as much as i love hocus pocus i also i also didn't want this list to be be identical to my list of my five favorite movies. Um, <laughs> so I was like, let me, let me just eliminate those and not, not try to repeat. Um, no, 1939 wizard of Oz. I think that that would have been such a good one. Just, I mean, just visually, we talk about like how, I mean, visually stunning going from that sepia black and gray or that kind of like a Brown and white um, sepia to the, again, the vibrant colors of, um, of the world that she sees in Oz, I just, it would be such a neat movie to see on the big screen, I think. The uh, the guy that hired me, his name's Dan Fiorini, uh, when I first got out of college, and Dan told me a story about when 
his aunt got their first uh, color TV mm-hmm. and the Wizard of Oz came on and it was in that that sepia, that brown and, and white at, at the beginning. And they were like, oh, it doesn't work. And at that time, I don't know that he'd seen the Wizard of Oz yet. And mm-hmm. then they get to the moment where they get to Oz and there's color everywhere. And he was like, mm-hmm. I remember that moment. And it was just amazing to see yeah. that. And I was like, was the world in black and white until that happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> like it took yeah. me a moment to truly realize, like, cause I mean, my grandfather watches all the old Westerns, the, the black and white Westerns. And, and he's, I mean, he always had them on growing up whenever we'd come and visit him in Wichita. Like that was, that was always a big thing for us. Um, was that, Hey, grandpa's got Westerns on. Um, not that I cared for Westerns. I couldn't tell you about a Western outside of that. John Wayne was in Westerns. Like that's all I know. And Clint Eastwood, um, and John Wayne may not have been, I might have that one wrong. So, I mean, okay. So like with, with that little bit of knowledge, like I don't, it didn't bother me one way or the other, but like to know that, Hey, color really wasn't on TV until a certain time frame. It wasn't a choice. It was, that's how it was, was made for the longest yeah. time. Well, you talk like, about too, like the, like the big reveal of Darth Vader, Darth Vader being Luke's father, like the, the reveal of going from being that traditional sepia to all of a sudden seeing all of these colors, like it just, it would have been such, yeah. a, such a great moment to experience in the theater. I wonder how many, when it first dropped, because when you're doing promotional stuff, you're not doing it in color mm-hmm. outside of like print. Yeah. Um, like all the stuff that if they did commercials in that time frame to do anything for promotional, it wasn't going to be in color on TV because yeah. everything was in sepia. So if you if you go, oh, yeah, that I wonder how many people gasped in that moment. Mm-hmm. That, oh, like just how beautiful. Maybe about the, the same thing. many, the same amount that that gasped Darth about Vader. Darth and, mm-hmm. Yep. I am your father. <laughs> so that was a great way to end it. That's, that's fantastic. Love the picks yep. guys. Those were great. Yeah. Great picks all around for sure. Yeah. So, all right. Well guys, thank you so much for doing this episode with me. It was a lot of fun. And for all of our listeners, we want to know what maybe some films that uh, came out that you would like to, to have seen. So with that guys, thank you so much again. And we will catch you next time here on nerd talk.